0: Hey, it's May 23rd, 2016, and this is episode number 18. So grab a Mickey bar and come on over and join us in The Cube. Guys, welcome to the queue—a show that's ninety-five percent Disney and five percent staying up past your bedtime. Thanks for joining us. I'm your host, Ryan Monette. The sun has been set for a few hours. The moon is high, and oddly enough, the crowds are low. You scurry on through the Magic Kingdom towards Fantasyland, and here's the surprise: Peter Pan's flight has a wait time of only five minutes. How could this be? Surely this must be a dream. So you're in your Disney dream and you figure, hey, since I must be dreaming, I can get away with anything, right? So you run on over to the nearest concession cart and to test your dream state invincibility, you confidently proclaim to the cast member attending the cart, Madam, I would like one Mickey bar for free. Absolutely, here you go, she says back to you, handing you the most glorious Mickey bar. Okay, whoa, now this definitely must be a dream. There's no line for Peter Pan's flight. There's free Mickey bars. Whoa, hang on, Doc. This is heavy. You need a moment to mull this over. So you head on back to Peter Pan's flight and leisurely stroll your way through the line, savoring the last few bites of your free Mickey bar. As you're about to board your flying pirate ship, you reach out your hand and you give Tinkerbell the most epic high five ever. Because that's what you do when you're in the queue. This Week in Disney History. This week in 1966, It's a Small World, direct from the World's Fair, opens in Fantasyland at Disneyland. This week in 1977, Disneyland holds a grand opening ceremony for its newest attraction. Space Mountain. This week in 1986 is the last week for the original narration of Spaceship Earth at Epcot. And then this week also premieres a new narration with Walter Cronkart. This week in 1991, the soundtrack for The Rocketeer is released on Hollywood Records. Now, as a personal fan for The Rocketeer, this soundtrack is so beautiful composed by the late great james horner this soundtrack which is very hard to find nowadays is absolutely beautiful so if you're able to find a copy hold on to it tightly this week in 2001 the magic carpets of aladdin sort of life at walt disney world's magic kingdom this week in 2006 disney pixar's new film cars stages its world premiere at the Lowe's motor speedway right here in charlotte north carolina this week in 2007, Disney's Pirates of the Caribbean at Worlds and opens worldwide. And with this, the Pirate's Lair on Tom Sawyer Island officially opens at Disneyland. This week in 2008, the Indiana Jones Summer of Hidden Mysteries begins in Disneyland's Adventureland, which is also the same day that Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull opened in theaters. Now, I know this movie is not the best Indiana Jones movie, but I was there at the Indiana Jones Summer of the Hidden Mysteries event at Disneyland. And it was really cool. I miss it. It was awesome. You had Indiana Jones running through the streets or rooftops in Adventureland. He was beating up bad guys. It was pretty neat. I vote for more Indy in the Disney parks, but that's just me. This week in 2010, it was announced that Disney's California Adventure would now be called Disney California Adventure. Disney's California Adventure? to Disney California Adventure. This week in 2011, Mickey's Sensational Parade makes its official debut at Disneyland. This week in 2013, Disneyland and Walt Disney World had their first all-nighter. Also, this week in 2014, the Rock Your Disney Side 24-hour event kicks off at Disneyland and Walt Disney World. And in 2015, yet again, another 24-hour event takes place at Walt Disney World and Disneyland. The coolest summer ever. And that was a look back at this week in Disney history. What's new,
1: Mickey Mouse? Oh, oh, oh. What's new, Mickey Mouse? Oh,
0: All right, we got a lot of new things coming on up here in the magical world of Disney, starting with Animal Kingdom. Now, I know we've been talking about Animal Kingdom a lot recently. Well, beginning May 27th, only a couple days away, will be the first ever night experiences at Disney's Animal Kingdom. These night experiences at Disney's Animal Kingdom includes nightly awakenings of the Tree of Life, in which spirit animals will be brought to life by magical fireflies to reveal colorful stories of wonder and enchantment also the nighttime kilimanjaro safaris will begin on may 27th this will be really cool to see all the the wildlife at night and see what they do with this awesome huge led screen that simulates a sunset also on may 27th the village of harambe in africa will become the place to enjoy the wildlife party I've seen videos of the previews of this. It looks really, really fun. There's lots of dancing, there's lots of music. It seems really festive and you won't wanna miss it. And starting a day later on May 28th, the Discovery River will awaken at night and become a stunning stage for performances of the limited engagement show, The Jungle Book, Alive with Magic. This show is obviously inspired by the new live action film, The Jungle Book. It's basically a very nice placeholder for the new Rivers of Light show. But if you saw the new live-action Jungle Book movie, I'm sure you agree with me. It was an amazing movie, so it will be really awesome to see how they will apply the really cool movie to this really cool show at Animal Kingdom. Now, fast passes and dining packages for Disney's Animal Kingdom night experiences are now available. Next in the lineup of news, it's finally been announced that the new Star Wars fireworks show, Star Wars, A Galactic Spectacular, will begin nightly performances starting June 17th. This Star Wars fireworks show will be the most elaborate fireworks display in the history of Hollywood studios. The fireworks show will not only combine fireworks, pyrotechnics, but also special effects and video projections that will turn the park's Chinese theater and other buildings surrounding it into the twin sons of Tatooine. A Field of Battle Droids, The Trench of the Death Star, Starkiller Base, and other Star Wars destinations. The show will also feature, of course, music from the Star Wars films, John Williams, my favorite composer. (laughs) But it will also be punctuated with a tower of fire and spotlight beams creating a massive lightsaber in the sky. So, okay, that's cool. Fire and spotlight beams to make this huge lightsaber that we've been seeing in the concept art. So that's how they're going to do it. It looks awesome. Now, the one thing I'd like to bring up I'm sure some of you might have seen, as I have on social media, some of the Disney bloggers out there have been showing pictures of the uh, the towers that will be holding the projectors for this uh, projection show on the Chinese theater. These towers are, I guess you would call them somewhat up an eyesore. <laughs> They're these huge concrete towers in the main hub area of Hollywood Studios that kind of look like lookout towers. And honestly, visually, they do not go with the theme of Hollywood Studios. They aren't very aesthetically pleasing. I'd be curious to know what you guys think. And you can let me know in the comments section for episode 18 on our website, theqcast.com. So let me know what you think. Do you think they're an eyesore? Do you think maybe hopefully they'll make them blend in a little better, maybe paint them with some artwork? Let me know. Next in the lineup for the news, the Frozen Ever After attraction and the Royal Summer House have been announced to open at Epcot on June 21st, and might I throw in that June 21st is the day after my birthday, June 20th, so if you just want to say happy birthday, you know, I'll I'll receive that. The Frozen Ever After attraction offers guests an adventurous boat tour through the kingdom of Arendelle. Guests will first be transported to the Summer Snow Day celebration, where Queen Elsa embraces her magical powers to celebrate the beautiful winter and summer day for the entire kingdom. Next, guests will pass Troll Valley on their Way up to the icy North Mountain to Queen Elsa's Ice Palace before their return trip to the Bay of Arendelle. Fastpass Plus will be available for Frozen Ever After, and you can actually begin booking those right now. Next to the Frozen Ever After attraction is the Royal Summer House, which is Anna and Elsa's summer home. That's where they will open their summer home up to guests, and you can meet the Royal Sisters themselves. So check this out the Norway Pavilion which is obviously housing all of these frozen attractions, will open at 9am along with the Future World area of Epcot. So if you know the way that Epcot typically works, Typically, Future World opens at 9 a.m., and then the World Showcase will open at 11 a.m. A little fun fact even though the World Showcase opens at 11 a.m., you can still walk through there and visit a couple countries. And so, a perfect example of this will be now the Norway Pavilion opening at 9 a.m., where you can begin to line up for your meet and greet with Anna and Elsa, go on the Frozen Ever After attraction. So 9 a.m., great time to get to Epcot, smaller crowds, especially around the World Showcase, because everyone's in the uh, Future World area. And also, don't forget, you can still spot Anna and Elsa at the Magic Kingdom in the Festival of Fantasy Parade and also in the new Mickey's Royal Friendship Fair Show coming to the Cinderella Castle four-court stage. Speaking of Mickey's Royal Friendship Fair, that, like Star Wars A Galactic Spectacular, will also begin on June 17th. Mickey's Friendship Fair is a show that brings to life beloved Disney stories, both classic and contemporary, and a spectacular performance featuring an original song, memorable music, lively dancing, delightful costumes, and special effects magic. Mickey and his troupe of Merrymakers have invited friends from other lands to join them in a grand celebration. So in addition to favorites like Minnie Mouse, Donald Duck, Daisy Duck, and Goofy the show also brings together a wonderful cast of characters from some of Disney's newest classics, such as Frozen, Tangled, and The Princess and the Frog. Mickey's Royal Friendship Fair celebrates the unique stories of citizens who make up this magical kingdom, and the wonderful things that can happen when we try new things, go to new places, and get to know new friends. So while we're talking about June 17th, we've also mentioned in the past couple episodes that on June 17th, the new Soarin' Around the World attraction at Epcot and Disney California California adventure will open now as the classic soarin attraction is still open at disney california adventure construction is taking place at epcot but the refurb that's happening at epcot will conclude very soon and Soren will reopen at epcot may 27th showing the classic version of the ride so don't miss your very last chance to experience the classic version of Soren before it transforms into Soren Around the World. At Disney California Adventure, you have through June 15th, and at Epcot, you have through June 16th. Coming up next in news, have you ever wanted to share a vacation with some of your favorite Disney characters? Well, guess what? Now you can with Disney PhotoPass Service's new animated magic shots feature. Specific locations around the Walt Disney World Resort will feature the ability to include a fully animated character interaction into your vacation photo. I've seen previews of this, so it's basically, think like Harry Potter. You've got a picture of you, or you and a friend, or you and your parents, or you and whoever. And in this picture, you've got, say, Minnie Mouse and Mickey Mouse. And Mickey is also hopping along in the picture, and Minnie's taking a picture of all of you guys. So it's pretty cool. You've got the Disney characters that are animated along with you. Now, unfortunately, you aren't animated in this picture. You're standing still, but the Disney characters are moving around you. So I think it would be cool, maybe in the future, Disney could incorporate what we're seeing on, say, Instagram – or the images are actually animated as well, so we can be moving around and they can be looped. That'd be really cool, and I think it would also be a great social media push for Disney as well to incorporate that. And the last little bit of news, the new green, or shall I say, quote-unquote, lime parking garage near the marketplace at Disney Springs in Walt Disney World has now officially opened, so this will absolutely be a great help with the parking situation at Disney Springs. So, opening this new parking garage will be a drastic help, especially with all the new openings that just took place. And there you go, that's what's new this week. <laughs> Uh, that voice impersonation comes from one of my good friends Ryan Davies from Seattle Washington obviously is chef from the Muppets Ryan that was. So well done. Thank you so much. Don't forget guys, you can send in your listener voice impersonation to be heard here on the queue as well. All you have to do is record a voice memo and send it to us via email at theqcast at gmail.com or you can even call us on the queue line. That's 209-Q09 and leave a message saying, hey, this is so-and-so and and -and so-and-so's voice, and you're listening to the queue. Guys, I want to hear your best voice impersonation. So go ahead and send it on over and I'll play it right here for everyone to enjoy. And that was this week's Listen and voice Impersonation In this week's show, I want to introduce a new topic A topic that we may be seeing uh, come, come back from time to time And I want to call it Is It, is it, is it worth, worth It? it? Or in this case, uh, we're going to call it Was It Worth It? Because this week in Is It Worth It? slash Was It Worth It? We are discussing the Disney After Hours at Magic Kingdom. That's right, the event that took place from April 14th to May 19th. And, uh... I wanted a, I personally did not attend it, so I personally have no opinions on the matter, so I can't really say if it was worth it or not. I know there was some controversy about maybe the price was too high or whatever, but I can't speak to that. So, as I mentioned in last week's show, we kicked off the q so I thought this would be a perfect episode to introduce one of our community members, Mr. John Vickers, to the show, because John recently went to Disney After Hours. So, ladies Ladies and gentlemen, John Vickers. John,
1: welcome to the queue. Great to be in the queue, Ryan. It feels <laughs> a little weird being on this side, not just listening. Yeah. <laughs> uh, how are you doing, John? I'm doing great. Glad to be here.
0: Uh, well, glad to have you. So, you recently, uh, maybe not too recently, but you went to the Disney After Hours event at Magic Kingdom. Did you? I did.
1: I did back on April 28th. Awesome. So, this was shortly after it uh, just kicked off, correct? Yes, I, th- I think this was the second time that they did After Hours, so
0: really nice. new, really
1: neat, didn't know what all to expect.
0: <laughs> Very cool. So what I kind of want to accomplish here, just in our chat, one is for you to just describe to the listeners what the After Hours event was like. And also, the the, the main point of this segment is to figure out, was it worth it? I want to do a whole... Series uh, later in the future on events, finding out are they worth it. So this will be the first one in a future series of is it was it worth it. So I want to find out from you, John, was Disney After Hours worth it? So let's just kind of go through and uh, and have you just walk us through the event, what uh, what you did, what you thought. So first of all, tell us where you came from. All right, so
1: uh, came from. Uh, South Mississippi, so we had about a seven hour drive in. This was a trip that just kind of came up out of out of nowhere uh My wife is a Disney travel agent. she was actually in Disneyland that weekend, and you know i couldn't let that happen so uh, <laughs> I decided to go down to Walt Disney World, brought one of my friends with me, and uh, I got an email uh, the day before we left about the After Hours event for a passholder discount. So usually uh, for After Hours, it costs $150. And what that gets you is it gets you um, pretty exclusive entrance into Magic Kingdom after the park closes for about three hours. Um, the passholder discount went from 150 to $75. So... To me, I was thinking, okay, this is totally worth it because, in my mind, this was really close to the price of the uh, dessert parties you know, a little bit cheaper than some of them, more than the others. And I thought this was, uh, you know, something that we wouldn't really have uh, a chance to do in the future. Maybe, like you said earlier, there was some limited availability on that. So, absolutely. So, I know. Uh,
0: A lot of people are saying, you know, for only three extra hours, $150 is is quite a lot of money, especially in comparison to events like Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party or Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party, where those are around $70. You Mm -hmm. have those extra hours at night, but you can also get in a little bit earlier around seven o'clock. So yeah, I also got that email as well talking about the annual pass holder discounts and I myself was pretty tempted. I just couldn't get away. So you drive down. Did you go into the park
1: uh, before the event actually started? What was that like? So coming in, we decided that uh, we were going. We wanted to park at the Contemporary, so we made a uh, we made a reservation at the Wave, which is totally an underrated restaurant that people usually skip over. So I would suggest doing that if you're ever there and you've got the opportunity. Very nice. But uh, we got into. The park. We got there. Kind of didn't really know what to do because um, I had ordered the tickets online and uh, went to the will call desk. Uh, got the tickets. Uh, we they gave us our lanyards and we checked in at the park around five. Okay, so we got it. We were able to get in a little bit earlier. Didn't have to, you know, scan our magic bands or anything like that. So uh, we actually did get in a little bit early and you know had time to go do fast passes and things like that. So great and this was was really easy
0: the normal crowd
1: and everything too yes okay there is a uh separate line at the gate uh for after hours yes to get in so we didn't have to stand in line to uh actually scan in or anything like that so was kind of neat oh very nice so at what
0: time did the the shift happen when they started basically kicking
1: everyone out except for the after hours event attendees so that was kind of, uh, it's kind of an interesting thing. Cause on, on our lanyards and everything, it said that the event was supposed to start at 10. It really started at 11. So uh-huh. once wishes and everything happened, uh, that was kind of the shift. Everybody was, you know, cast members were kind of directing people away. They were kind of roping off, uh, you know, Tomorrowland entrances and things like that. So we, uh, headed into Tomorrowland after that. And, um, uh, saw people trying to get get on we we're in line to get on buzz Lightyear, and they were turning some people away and we were kind of thinking okay um you know i don't want to try and go do this thing get turned away and then they saw our lanyards and they were saying hey come on come on oh. and so <laughs> it's kind of like oh okay
0: awesome Should you get galactic hero I I got real close.
1: I <laughs> got you, real close. Have you gotten Galactic Hero before? I have. I have. Okay. Uh, there's, there's a couple targets in there that, that are kind of yeah. hard to hit sometimes, but you know.
0: That's true. It's true. It helps when you're in full control of the vehicle as well. Oh, totally. It's Totally. It's really hard to get it when you've got someone else pointing the, the vehicle. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it is. It is for sure. Uh, so we were... You know, on, on Buzz Lightyear and we were coming back around and the cast member said, hey, just stay on. So we were going, what? Wow, okay. That's so cool. we stayed on, we went back around another time and then uh, we decided to get off, uh, went and did Astro Orbiter, which was actually my first time to do Astro Orbiter, so that was kind of neat. Very nice. Um, and there's no lines whatsoever. Oh yeah, at totally.
0: At an event like this, that's definitely the time to do things you've never done before because you, you don't have to wait so it's not quite a sacrifice if you do it right. and say oh man that wasn't worth my time
1: waiting in line <laughs> exactly exactly. so how was your very first Astro Orbiter experience? you know I was not expecting the car to tilt once you got closer to the top <laughs> <laughs> and, and it did but it was really neat being able to see the Magic Kingdom uh, you know from so many different angles at night especially whenever everything was lit up yeah it's really really neat so I have here that they only had,
0: and I say only, 25 of the quote unquote most popular attractions were open that night. So, did you run into any uh, issues with anything not being open, maybe that you wanted to experience? Or, for the most part, was everything open that you wanted to experience?
1: For me, everything that I wanted to do was open. Um, we did get there, you know, like I said, at five. So, we had an opportunity to go. Uh, Meet a couple characters. My friend Edward uh, really enjoys character interactions, so uh, we went and met a couple characters that were not there during the after hours event. And um, I think for the most part, every ride that and show that we wanted to do was was open. That's great. So they had shows going as well. Yes, uh, they had uh, Country Bear Jamboree, uh, Philhar Magic was going on. Um, those are the only ones that come to mind right now. Okay, gotcha. So yeah, so. Wait times. What wait time? <laughs> I, I don't. Uh, under, I don't understand the question.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you, you were telling me before that basically everything was five minutes or
1: less. Correct. Not not even five minutes. Wow. I mean, you would you would walk in, and it was, you know, the the longest line, if you wanted to call it, that we stood in was to get on uh, Big Thunder Mountain. And all that was was the car in front of us loaded, and then we loaded. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So That's great. That was great. the longest line we were in the whole time. Yeah. So
0: basically, the Disney signs, the numbers couldn't go as low as the wait times actually were. Because I think the smallest increments they go are in fives. Right. So
1: on the app, everything had a five-minute wait. So it was was strange. You know, you're never going to really see the Magic Kingdom like that. And I feel like even at
0: the separate ticketed events, such as Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party and Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party, even though those are separate ticketed events, I still feel like wait times
1: can still be pretty high. Oh, for sure. We were at uh, the Christmas party last year, and it really seemed if possible, more crowded than than before. But, yeah. you know, there's so many other things happening on Main Street then, but um, there people are, people are still going and riding rides while that's happening.
0: Yeah, I definitely felt the same way the last time I went to the Christmas party. It felt like a light, normal crowd, <laughs> if that makes sense. Right, yeah, exactly. Okay. If you could guess, or if you know the exact number, how many rides were you able to go on from basically
1: 10 to... When they kicked you out? Well, I've got them all in order real quick. So oh, I could either run through that or I could just, you know, count up real quick and tell you. Yeah, let, let, let us know. Just tell us the ones you went on. Okay, so we did uh, Buzz Lightyear twice. Uh, we did Mind Train four times in a row without getting all the way out wow. of the queue. So we would get off, kind of walk back through the Fast Pass line and get right back on. Um <laughs> we met all of the princesses at the princess fairy tale hall uh because you know why not there's no way uh, <laughs> just we two did,
0: dudes meeting princesses <laughs> you know no big, nothing wrong no with big.
1: That. uh went to peter pan because you know there's usually a long wait time so why not uh, we did haunted mansion big thunder mountain twice pirates jungle cruise haunted mansion again mine train another three times um We went and met Mickey, and we ate at Casey's toward the end of the night. So, Casey's Corner and the Main Street Bakery are actually open uh, during after hours. Oh, very nice. So, you did all of that in three hours? All of that in three hours. That's incredible. With uh, a whole lot of free ice cream and and, uh, bottled Cokes and stuff. Yeah,
0: so... Talk a little bit about that. An obvious perk here is the free
1: ice cream and select beverages. All right. So I don't want to throw my friend Edward under the bus, but he totally made his money up from ice cream and Cokes. So. <laughs> I mean, personally, I would have as well. Absolutely. So uh, we kind of felt awkward walking up to the ice cream booths at the beginning, but the cast members were, you know, super cool about everything. Hey, what do you want? What can we get you? They were very accommodating. Um, so we, you know, I had a, a Mickey bar, a frozen banana, and I think a Coke or two, and Edward had a Mickey bar every time we got off of a ride, just about. Um, but, oh, wow. <laughs> so, that I started noticing this through the night. People would, we start, I mean, there's only a thousand people in the park, so you're bumping into kind of the same people throughout the night. And uh, some people would get off of a ride, get a Mickey bar, eat like an ear off of it, maybe, and then kind of throw it away and then get on another ride. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I was going, oh, man, that's wasteful. But Poor, poor Mickey bar. <laughs> I guess, you know, if you can do it, why not? <laughs> so
0: the ice cream available, was that basically all the things that you would normally find in that ice cream
1: cart? So Mickey bars, ice cream sandwiches, the bananas. Yes, the there's an Olaf frozen strawberry lemonade thing that was really good all the coke sprite diet coke all those kind of things and water okay so your typical bottled beverages mm-hmm. yep, oh, exactly. yeah exactly
0: i could see how going with the annual pass half off discount you could totally make up your money's worth back in food
1: <laughs> absolutely for ice sure ice cream
0: and cokes yeah so for you it sounds like you know you only paid what $75 yes so it
1: definitely, at least for me, I would I would say it was completely worth it. Would you say it was worth it? Uh, I'll put it to you like this. This is what Edward said about it whenever we were done. He said, this is the closest that a normal person can get to celebrity status. Like, it was amazing. If they did this, you know, once a week for the rest of the year, I would plan my trips around when that was available.
0: Oh, wow. It was amazing. So would you be willing to pay the,
1: the full price, the one forty nine? You know, I'm not sure. It would just kind of have to depend on on what was going on uh, before or after. Uh, I mean, as as you know, because we've talked about this uh, over the course of ten weeks, we went to Disney like five times. So <laughs> That's true. Uh, that tried to, you know, we had to stretch some things a little bit. But uh, if we were if we were only going once in uh, like a three month period, absolutely, I think it's totally worth it. Because to me, I could do more in those three hours than I could do during a regular day in the Magic Kingdom. Oh, totally.
0: So growing up in the Southwest, I naturally went to Disneyland. That was my, my home park, basically. Mm. And I remember one trip vividly. Uh, we drove down and we got there. It was more t- closer towards the evening. And it had rained there, like right when we showed up. And rain is pretty scarce out in California, especially around Disneyland. That's what I hear. <laughs> and so it rained and pretty much everyone left. And myself, my family, we just kind of waited it out. And after a while, it stopped raining. But since everyone had left, the park was pretty empty. And we still had a couple of hours of the park being open. So we were just like you, able to pretty much do everything in a very short amount of time. Um, so I, I I know that feeling, and it's 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 a great feeling. The fact of that you have freedom, and and you aren't bound by, oh, can I squeeze this in because there's a forty minute wait? <laughs> right, exactly. All right, John. So should Disney decide to bring back the after hours event? Uh, it sounds like you and I are definitely thumbs up for it, on board with it. Um, was there anything? Anything that you learned that you you might be, that you took away from the event that you might be able to share to listeners should these events come back?
1: So I, we we planned pretty well uh, for after hours about what we wanted to do how how much time we had we paced it well. Um, I would say don't waste time on attractions that usually don't have lines. You know um, there were people doing uh, Phil heart Magic, uh, the Country Bear Jamboree, things like that that took a long time. And, you know, I mean, if that's what you want to do, you know, make sure that you do what you want to do. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, but from from my point of view, I went and, you know, I mean, we rode mine trains seven times in a night. Um, and toward that's the end of that, that kind of <laughs> got comical. But, you know, usually there's, you know, a pretty hour plus wait for, for that. And we just took advantage of being able to, to do everything that we wanted to do. That's great. And I could see how... An event like this you know
0: you and i were just talking about how of course if you get an annual pass discount and and this isn't they only offered this what like one week it wasn't
1: Uh, two times yeah
0: yeah so it wasn't the entire duration of the after hours the time that it existed it was only just those two select times so obviously it sounds pretty worth it if you if they do offer an annual pass discount but for the the 150 dollar price line it kind of feels like for us, for people that go so regularly, it definitely kind of is a little bit past that line of, uh, I don't know, that's pretty steep. I, I go there a lot. you know. I can definitely see that not such a big deal for someone who has been saving for years and years and years to take their family there and don't want to have to worry about lines and want to make sure they get to see certain attractions and plus not maybe not be there during the heat. I could definitely see it being worth it for that kind of occasion.
1: Oh, absolutely. What what you said right there at the end, not being there in the heat. That was the best part of of after hours, you know, yeah. not having <laughs> so many people there and um you know, I think people sell short the idea of only having three hours in the park uh, because you're not, you know, swimming through crowds. There's not people everywhere. There's not strollers everywhere. There's, you know, times whenever you would uh, we turned by the by the teacups and didn't see anybody else. Oh man, <laughs> you know, crazy. Uh, but you know, for for me as as a pass holder who goes somewhat regularly, um, it, it, it you know, it's worth it. But again, I would just say if. As long as you're able to do that, um, I would encourage you to take advantage of it. You know, if not, hey, that's okay. You know, if you're a pass holder, you're there regularly. You're not missing out on anything. This is this is extra. Yeah,
0: absolutely. So, John, it sounds like in whole, even with the the full price tag, it sounds like both you and I are, are in agreement that after hours at Magic Kingdom
1: gets a two thumbs up. Absolutely. Especially going back to the dessert parties, man. The what you get for for the money, to me, after hours is completely worth it. Yeah, because I know you and I had talked about the the Star Wars dessert party before. You know, we both enjoyed it, but weren't really sure uh, if, if it was really worth it or not. But I think the after hours is absolutely worth it. Yeah,
0: great, awesome, John. Well, hey, thank you so much for. Uh joining us here on The queue and uh, letting us talk to you about your awesome experience. Absolutely. Thanks so much for having me. Do you have a way that the listeners could find you should they be interested in learning more about Mr. John Vickers?
1: They can find my wife and I on Instagram at Vickers Do Disney. That's right. I wanted to make sure uh, you mentioned Jordan. Jordan, your wife,
0: she's pretty awesome. She's a, She's a travel agent as well, right? She is. She's with uh, Pixie and Pirate Destinations. Great. So if you guys want to see more about John and Jordan and their adventures through Disney, follow them on Instagram. I love following you guys. It's pretty fun to see your posts. You guys uh, lately have been getting, I I like the kind of sarcastic vibes recently in some of your captions. They've been pretty funny. (laughs) You can, you can tell who's, who's posting on which days (laughs) by, by what we post for sure. (laughs) It's great. I enjoy it. Well, John, thank you again so much for joining us. Absolutely. Thanks so much.
2: Hey guys, it's Lex, the Pixie Traveler. And I have the unofficial job of exploring the magical lands here at Walt Disney World and bringing you some of the best tips and tricks that I can find. I like to call them pixie tips. Now this first tip is one that I'm pretty sure everyone is going to use. Because we all love the My Disney Experience app, we get to make plans or change plans right there on our phone. But this drains my phone battery so fast and I need my phone charge because I'm taking way too many pictures while in the parks, and I'm on Snapchat pretty much the entire time. Okay, well, now that I think about it, I'm pretty sure that's why my phone dies so fast and not so much from using the app. Either way, I need my phone charged. And there's plenty of outlets all throughout the parks, but there's actually two charging stations inside the Magic Kingdom. The first one is in between Fantasyland and Liberty Square. And it's right outside the prettiest bathrooms you've ever seen. Yes, those Tangled-themed restrooms. And there's these fake tree stumps right outside of them where you can plug your phone in and charge your phone. What I like to do is go get quick service first, head to the charging station, and there's these benches and tables that you can rest at and eat your food at while your phone is charging. It's pretty great. But the next one, the last one in Storybook Circus is my favorite one. It's all the way in the back by Pete's Silly Slideshow. And it's my favorite because yeah, you can do the same thing, plug your phone in, rest your feet, escape the crowds, but it's underneath a massive circus tent. So I also get to escape that brutal Florida sun. And trust me, in the summer, this will be one of your favorite tips because you get to recharge your phone and recharge yourself before taking on that Florida sun for the rest of the day. And like I said, there's plenty of outlets all throughout the parks that you can charge your phone at, but these two charging stations are the only places in the Magic Kingdom where you can actually just use a USB cord to charge your phone. So remember, all you need is tips, tricks, and a little bit of pixie dust to make your adventures even more magical.
0: Hearing from Lex and also hearing from John earlier is a perfect example of the Disney community that The Q is all about building. And speaking of the Disney community, in last week's show, Matt and I had a lot of fun with some Disney karaoke. And at the very end of our segment, we asked you, the listener, to vote from six options for the song that Matt and myself should collaborate on for the upcoming show. The songs that you voted between were Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious from Mary Poppins, If I Didn't Have You from Monsters, Inc., Akuna Matata from The Lion King, Nobody Else But You from A Goofy Movie, You've Got a Friend in Me from Toy Story, and Man Muppet from The Muppets. The votes are in and tallied up. Ladies and gentlemen, majority rules, and the most votes go to... Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. That's right. You voted for Super califragilistic Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious to be the next song that Matt and I will collaborate on. Now, as I also mentioned in last week's show, if this song won, which it just did, that means you, the listener, now have to be involved and have to be a part of this with us. That's right. We're building this community. I want to hear from you. I want you, the listener, to also join in This song with myself and Matt. We're going to be singing supercalifragilisticexpialidocious all together. And so here's what we're going to do. If you go to theqcast.com and under the episode section, go to this week's show, episode 18. In the bottom, in the area with the show notes, I will include a link to a YouTube video. This YouTube video is simply... The song, Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. So here's what I want you to do on a more technical aspect to help make this come alive. Go to the link in the show notes for the video. Play that on your computer. And then on a separate device, such as your phone, your iPhone, or whatever phone you use, or even if you have a nice microphone or recording setup, I want you to use that separately. And you will listen to the song with your headphones from the one device, your computer, and then you will record yourself singing along on the other device so that way the recording that i get of you will be free from any bleed of background music and it will be just your isolated voice that's all i want your beautiful voice all by itself nice and pretty and what you'll do is you'll send that over to me you can send that to our email at theqcast@gmail.com. at gmail.com again theqcast at gmail.com so that's all you need to do just sing along to the song supercalifragilisticexpialidocious and send that over to me and I'm going to put your voice in the song that Matt and I sing and it's going to be all of us in the queue singing together and having such a great time in the world of Mary Poppins so send it on in and let's have some fun that'll do it for this week's show. Hey, thank you everyone so much for taking the time to listen to us each and every week. Honestly, myself, any of us here in the queue, we wouldn't be here and couldn't do this without you and your support. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you so incredibly much. We absolutely appreciate each and every single one of you. Hey, if you enjoyed this show, all I ask is one simple thing. Spread the word, share us with your friends and be a part of the mission of the queue and help build this Disney community. Now, if you want to keep up to date with us, you can subscribe to us in iTunes if you have not already. And while you're there on iTunes, you can also leave us a nice rating and a review. And ratings and reviews, they always mean so much to us. And not only does it just mean so much to us, it also is great feedback for us so we can know how to better tailor the queue towards you and your interests and, and what speaks to you. And it also just helps build this Disney community even more so. One of the most recent reviews that we've received and that I would like to mention comes from Cassie. And Cassie says, seriously makes my week. Love listening to this. It's the perfect touch of Disney magic to add to my day. Keep up the hard work guys. Cassie, thank you so incredibly much. Your words mean so much to us. And honestly, we wouldn't be here if it wasn't for you. Now, if you want to follow us online, you can go to our website, theqcast.com. And on theqcast.com, you can leave us a comment on this week's show. Let us know what you thought of the show. You can find resources. You can also join the community. That's q the community is the official newsletter of the queue. Now, while the community is still getting built and establishing, eventually you will be able to get exclusive content for community members only. You'll be the first to know about new episodes and also new happenings in the queue. If you want to find us on Facebook, you can find us at facebook.com forward slash the If you want to find us on Twitter, you can visit us at the QCast. And if you want to leave us an email, not only can you do that on theqcast.com, but you can also just send us an email to theqcast at gmail.com. And there's one last place where you can reach us. That's right. It's the Q line. Just give us a call at 209, Q09, yeah. That's right, 209-Q-U-E-U-E-O-9. And in case you uh, don't have any letters on your phone, that's 209-783-8309. Well, friends, it looks like we've reached the end of the queue. So you know what that means. It's time for you to hop on board, strap in, hang tight, and enjoy the ride. See you, friends. Some podcast. we getting Bye-bye. home. Bye-bye. <laughs>